Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning and welcome to Out of the Blue on Sunday 2nd of October 2016. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 on your AM dial, or you can have a listen from our website, www.3cr.org.au, forward slash Radio Blue, if you're specifically going to Out of the Blue. Uh, You'll also find a number of previously broadcast episodes that have been uploaded as podcasts. My name's Andrew Christie from Melbourne Polytechnic and Marine Care Point Cook, and today's weather is a real mixed bag in Melbourne. Um, We've got uh, 23 degrees with winds blasting in from from the north, uh, last I heard, there were some flights being delayed at uh, Tullamarine at Melbourne Airport today because uh, we're getting gusts that are up above 90 kilometres an hour. So it's pretty uh, pretty wild and woolly out there. If you're thinking of going over the Westgate Bridge today with a load that's not completely secure, uh, please don't because there's a really good uh, really good chance it's going to end up in the bay. Uh, obviously, if you're out on the bay or thinking of doing it, you might even want to take a rain check on that. Um, we're getting really, really strong winds. Um, those winds are going to swing around to the west um, later in the day. Uh, 
And, uh, yeah, you've got to be very, very uh, on your game if you're even thinking of venturing near the water today. So please uh, please be very careful. In today's show, we're going to have a uh, talk about a few topics. Um, one that has really uh, come, uh, that's really hot off the press today, in an article in uh, today's Sunday Age, in fact. I'd done some research for the show and planned on what I was going to get across. And this one actually figured in beautifully. It's a, an article on drowning, um, a conference in Finland where they've been going through some of the findings and I knew drowning was a public health issue in Australia. I didn't realise it was as big as it is in terms of the sheer numbers of people. I'll be going through uh, that in, uh, in in the program a bit later on. I'll talk a little bit about the elephant in the room or maybe that should be the bulldog in the room uh, doing a bit of name dropping for people who are doggies fans. Uh, of course the Western Bulldogs winning their premiership yesterday, breaking the drought and uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, sharks have come up in the news as well so I kind of want to run those things in parallel sharks and of course the issue with drownings because the fact of the matter is that we're perfectly good at getting ourselves into trouble without the assistance of sharks as the uh, as some of the findings from that uh, from the the paper that was presented in Finland will uh, ably demonstrate anyway uh, stand by for a uh, this community service announcement and we'll be back in a sec oh no freeze fellas you're under arrest what do I do um call a lawyer Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, say... No comment. If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. Fitzroy Legal Service proudly supporting 3CR. You're listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 on your AM dial. Now, one thing I should uh, point out before we go much further is that uh, there's been some emails doing the rounds lately. Um, unfortunately, obviously, uh, as you can probably appreciate, it costs quite a bit of money to run a uh, community radio station like the one that we've got here. And uh, we are certainly in need of some dollars at the moment. So if any of our listeners out there uh, feel that they can contribute um, some disposable income towards our cause of uh, giving some much-needed diversity to the Australian radio landscape, that would be much appreciated. Uh, donations of $2 and more are, uh, uh, sorry, $2 and above are tax-deductible. So uh, certainly one to have a bit of a think about. So if you if you do have some money that you're able to contribute to the cause, that would be much appreciated. I was sort of really cock-a-hoop and thinking everything was great when we uh, did our recent fundraiser for Out of the Blue. We surpassed our, uh, our target of uh, $1,500 for the year. But, uh, of course, that doesn't necessarily um, uh, cover the whole stuff. Um, as you can understand, it costs a bit of money to run these programs. So, yeah, like I said, if you if you can contribute some money, that would be terrific. Anyway, uh, we'll move right along. And um, firstly, um, Bernie McCarrick is one of the uh, rangers at uh, Parks Victoria who looks after the Point Cook Coastal Park, amongst other things. Um, it's him, Mark Cullen and uh, Russell Brooks that we have most to do with um, from Marine Care Point Cook's perspective. These guys have been very, very helpful in, um, in uh, allowing us access 
access to the Point Cook Homestead grounds and assisting us in other ways while we've been doing our Undaria and Sabella work in the uh, Point Cook Marine Sanctuary. Some listeners will remember that I've spoken a bit about the marine pests that confront us in these areas. And uh, Bernie, uh, in particular, has been fantastic in uh, in giving us lots of access. All of those guys have. But uh, Bernie, uh, as it turns out, um, he had a big day yesterday, I'm guessing, because he had a uh, ticket to the MCG to watch his beloved Bulldogs uh, break the drought and win the grand final against the Sydney Swans. So uh, good on you, Bernie. A um, couple of other uh, name drops here for you. Uh, Kane Mandoid, a good mate of mine who's a, a dyed-in-the-wool Bulldogs fan and a very keen surfer. Loves getting out and about for a splash in the water. Uh, Natalie Kennelly, she um, is a, likewise a very keen Bulldogs fan and uh, as it turns out, she went to, uh, off to London to see the Queen in the same week that the Bulldogs make the grand final, but that doesn't matter. Global uh, you know, bragging rights are, uh, certainly have international jurisdiction. And uh, Natasha Carroll, uh, Nee Langdon, um, a very keen Bulldog supporter who's uh, likewise uh, revelling in the afterglow of the uh, the Bulldogs winning the Premiership. So uh, well done um, to all those people for uh, keeping the faith and uh, pretty inspirational stuff, certainly uh, speaking from the view of Point Cook in the western suburbs. Wonderful to see a homegrown product come through and um, and secure the, uh, the, the Premiership. So uh, well done. Okay, um, moving right along, looking at, um, at some of the, the issues that confront us at the moment, and I wanted to bring up some of the, some of the key points with um, some of the, I, I guess, the incident that occurred during the week that brought up the sharks into the, uh, into the news for all the wrong reasons. Um, and it was an incident uh, yet again off Ballina, unfortunately. A young man by the name of Cooper Allen was bitten at Ballina in northern New South Wales, uh, Monday 26th of September. Now, I've got to say, just having a look, um, it was one of these cases, um, I, I must say, one of these uh, rare instances in a way where we've had a, a situation occur where there has been a, I, I guess... Um, it's a California-type attack. We've got a situation where people have um, been bitten in California. They uh, get an initial one-off strike, and then they don't actually end up... Um, uh, the, the attack isn't prosecuted any further. Um, that's a really interesting situation, and it seems to happen a hell of a lot in California. Australia, quite often we've unfortunately seen situations where people have lost their lives. And in Cooper Allen's situation, someone's been... Um, uh, someone's taken a photograph of his wounds, and you can see that there are are the four uh, teeth marks, I guess, um, uh, that you can see clearly on his uh, upper thigh, on his quadricep muscle there, the, the dorsal surface of it, you've got the four teeth marks. And um, it, it looks like it's the uh, upper jaw teeth of the great white that has bitten him, the big, broad, triangular, serrated teeth that have hit him and caused this uh, caused this injury. So uh, happily, it wasn't prosecuted. Um, we've got that situation where he's expected to make a full recovery. The wounds are pretty superficial, it's got to be said they do look quite uh, nasty laceration for any of you that uh, uh, any of you that may have seen it on the um, on the on the net doing the rounds but it's uh, one of those things now that's spurring a lot of debate because we've, we've got a situation where there's been a number of incidents in that particular region and the government are really trying to pull out all the stops now to, uh, to, to try and lessen the incidence of, um, of shark attack in this particular region. Now, some of the listeners might have heard me uh, speak about this before and I just wanted to touch on it before we, um, uh, before we get into the drowning uh, side of things to put it all into context. Uh, right at the moment, they're looking at putting in some barriers and those have... Uh, 
uh, met with limited success, it's got to be said. Uh, against the, the wishes of many of the locals, what they've decided to do is put them in areas that are prone to very strong surf and some significant tides. So the first trial ended badly when a lot of the barriers broke up. I think there's something like uh, $1.33 million allocated to a barrier at uh, Lennox Head, and that was scrapped after the design was uh, deemed inappropriate for that type of beach. Um, the contracts uh, with suppliers Eco Shark Barrier and Global Marina Enclosures state that they will provide design, construction, transportation, installation, maintenance and removal of the shark barriers. And there's a storm, as you can appreciate now, erupting over the state of the contract and the like. There's quite a bit of, uh, I guess, um, uh, politics going on there and we'll have to see how it all, uh, how it all turns out in the end. But it is one of these things now where it's, it certainly appears to be having a bit of an impact on the local economy. Um, unfortunately, some of the, the restaurants are saying that they're getting uh, much reduced patronage compared to what they normally would. The surfwear shops and so on, the retailers are saying likewise that they're not getting as much patronage. Um, sales of all gear have, um, in one case, dropped by as much as 80%. So it's one of these difficult situations where the tourists appear to be, uh, certainly appear to be staying away a little, which is not something we want to see, but you know, it is uh, understandable that uh, you, you do see this sort of stuff happen. And uh, in, in, the, in the wake of a significant number of attacks, seven attacks uh, with three being fatal since 2008. But in the last two years alone, we've seen six attacks and two fatals. So we're getting this, again, this geographical constriction and this concentration of uh, incidents in the one, uh, in the one area. And uh, that's what really causes people to start getting a bit, uh, a bit wary and a bit worried about what might be going on in the water. Now, advances in technology, uh, personally, this is where I think we can really uh, make a fist of this and, and try and get the, uh, get the job done to alleviate, perhaps, the incidence of, uh, of human-shark interactions. There, uh, I heard on the on the radio actually on the way in today that there's a situation where they're they're looking to commission 100 what we call smart drum lines. Now the smart drum lines are basically um, to to try and paint a picture for the listeners out there. A drum line is basically a floating buoy um, out in the water and it's uh, tethered to a um, a chain and then at the end of that chain uh, the, the the trace if you like there's a great big game fishing hook and you've got a bait on it a suitable bait be it a mullet or some other sort of fish that is intended to uh, draw the interest of a passing shark who then latches onto it and uh, gobbles up the bait, gets hooked and then uh, from there a contractor can come in and remove the shark. And in some cases what that uh, includes is what we, you know, you know obviously euthanasia, uh, shooting the animal in the head. Um, uh, other cases it might be actually rescuing the animal, relocating it and, uh, and taking it far off the beach. And a very interesting situation has happened in Recife in Brazil and I might talk about this in a future show where what they've basically done is look at uh, getting the sharks out of nets or drum lines, moving them way offshore and finding a really big reduction in the number of uh, attacks in the area. And they've done this predominantly for tiger sharks and bull sharks, which caused the absolute majority of the problems over there. Now, the drum lines have a lot of uh, supporters in the sense that they don't indiscriminately kill a lot of wildlife. Things are like shark nets, uh, shark nets, the protective beach meshing nets, they'll take anything out that's in the water. Uh, so you get large fish, you get stingrays, you get sharks, of course, 
course, of various persuasions. They, they take out great whites, tigers and bulls, but they'll also kill harmless nurse sharks and all these sorts of uh, animals. Um, and then uh, things like turtles. Of course, air breathers like, um, you know, the mammals, the dolphins, and, and from time to time a whale will get ensnared and tangled in the lines. Uh, the thing with drum lines is they selectively, they're much more selective in that they, they, take, uh, they, they concentrate on these large animals. Not to say that they don't ensnare um, other marine life. Dolphins have been uh, documented getting hooked from time to time or snared on the, uh, the traces and all that sort of thing. So it does happen. The idea of a smart drum line um, is you've got a magnet, a system of magnets that will actually separate when something gets hooked on the, on the drum line. And what that'll do is it'll ping a message to, uh, you know, via GPS to a, to a um, sorry, a, a satellite, um, gets, the, gets the, the message that there's something on the line and it radios back its, uh, or, or provides, I mean, its exact GPS coordinates. And then, uh, of course, what it depends on is a contractor coming through, grabbing the um, uh, whatever's hooked on the line and taking it in. And, uh, you know, that, that can again mean uh, euthanasia. The Natal Sharks Board in South Africa are world leaders in the, in the extent that they get all these carcasses, they bring them to the shore and then they analyse them and collect a lot of data. Um, for too long, I think, in Australia, we've had a situation where the, the shark's carcass gets taken offshore and basically dumped, and you don't learn much from a situation like that one. Anyway, uh, there's uh, there's the smart drum lines. There's a shark spotting drone uh, known as a mini ripper um, that would, uh, resumed off uh, Ballina's Lighthouse Beach on Tuesday. And the little ripper is basically this uh, this this little um, drone can spend 25 minutes of every hour in the air uh, throughout the day. Um, and it's it's one of those things. It's yet again another innovation. And there's all sorts of things with text messaging and all that sort of stuff that can be utilised to try and uh, ensure that people have um, you know. A people are given the best possible chance of avoiding sharks. Um, right now there are some surfers turning around and saying, well, we should really seriously look at a cull. Uh, whether or not that works, um, you know, basically a cull works by having a, a reduced number of sharks, therefore a reduced potential for interactions. But this has been something since uh, Billy Weevil was bitten in uh, Hawaii and killed back in about 1958, I think it was. Um, and uh, the, the, the results have shown pretty comprehensively that uh, that doesn't necessarily reduce the incidence of shark attack as as, as that goes against intuition to an extent, um, uh, uh, it certainly can. But uh, then, you know, the, the, you've got to look at the research and, and the, the hard figures and the facts behind it. And quite often, I suppose the, the conclusion people are coming to is that, that it might be transitory sharks, with sharks that are moving through an area that are highly migratory that might cause some problems. Um, you know, if you've got residents hanging out in a certain area, they certainly could too, potentially. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where if it is a highly migratory species like the great white, um, whether you thin out the local population may not have much of a bearing in the end um anyway of course what it means is the, the result the uh, chances of being bitten by a shark in northern new south wales seem to be a little bit elevated on the rest of the country um not to say they can't strike out anywhere they choose to they certainly can but what i want to do um after we go to a song is talk about some of the uh, the findings with regards to drownings that have just uh, that have just come out that i alluded to just before anyway um here's a little song um uh, says it's just not me droning on for the whole uh, for the whole half hour um this is one for the sydney swans fans out there they want Tippett, they wanted Franklin, they got those, but they wanted the Premiership and uh, they couldn't have it. So here's, uh, here's Epic by Faith No More. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial. Out of the Blue is the program, that one for Joel Tyndall, the Swanee supporter. Anyway, um, just what I was alluding to before about our 
situation with drownings in this country. I was absolutely uh, flabbergasted reading the paper today and seeing that um, in, in Australia between 2002 and 2012, 2,892 people have died as a result of drowning uh, in this country. So to put that in context, I mean, what we're talking about there is a figure nearly 3,000 people. We are uh, right in the ballpark there of the 9-11 terrorist attacks um, in New York and Washington. Uh, we've only just had the 15-year anniversary of that but I had no idea that that's how serious the problem uh, the problem has been now over that time I'm just going to run through and paraphrase here from the article um, between 2002 and 2012 770 uh, the lion's share died in rivers creeks or streams um, 487 in oceans and harbors 440 at beaches 436 in swimming pools then we've got 280 in lakes dams lagoons 207 in the bath um, bathtubs or spa baths that is, 153 on rocks, um, presumably rock fishermen and that sort of thing being swept into the, uh, into the sea, so a little bit different from um, uh, you know, being at the beach so to speak and other are listed as 119. So what that really tells you is that we've got a situation there where it is a, uh, it's a horrendous toll and there's a couple of things that really uh, jump out of the article and this, this presentation that was done that really hit you between the eyes. Uh, middle-aged men, uh, many of whom are at least four times over the point, uh, 0.05 alcohol limit for safe driving, continue to be overrepresented among victims. Uh, the lead author, Amy Pedden, of the Royal Life Saving uh, Royal Life-Saving Society of Australia has said. So that is some really, um, uh, pun intended, sobering statistics there. Um, if you're going to consume alcohol, um, you've got to be uh, very mindful of the fact that you shouldn't be getting into the water. Um, drink driving is a big no-no. I think it's very safe to suggest that if you are going to have a few, you don't uh, jump into the water because your reflexes are down. There's a whole bunch of other physiological changes that take place in your body when you do consume uh, particularly significant amounts of alcohol alcohol and uh, you're not well equipped to survive in a situation where you're in a medium that is not the uh, the stuff that you breathe. Um, you uh, you can't suck um, water into your lungs. If you do, you've only got a very short time left on this planet. So it's something that's really uh, quite incredible. Um, Nearly all uh, drowning victims lived within 100 kilometres of where they died, and uh, also Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders and people living in remote locations were more likely to drown uh, overall. So there's some really, uh, some really surprising uh, stats in a, in a sense. More than half of deaths from drowning are people aged under 25. Uh, males twice as likely to drown as women. Um, I guess we can put that down to an extent to the uh, the fact that guys tend to be a bit more foolhardy and a bit more uh, likely to take risks than their uh, their female counterparts. Uh, drowning kills more people worldwide than meningitis. Um, it's quite a, an incredible situation, really. Um, so that's uh, about 25% of victims were above the legal limit, as I was saying. 85% um, were, uh, were male. So some pretty incredible stats. The 10 most dangerous rivers in Australia are the Murray, followed by the Brisbane, the Yarra, the Swan, the Hawkesbury, the Murrumbidgee, uh, Sandy Creek in Queensland, uh, the Derwent in Tasmania, Catherine in the Northern Territory and the Macquarie River in New South Wales. 
Now, in the 10 years studied by Ms Pedden, uh, 15 people died in the Hawkesbury alone. Uh, now, in December, um, we, we had a situation where a, uh, a roof tiler died in the Hawkesbury when he went swimming from a houseboat where he'd been enjoying a Christmas party with friends and family. Uh, so what that tells you is you've really got to pick your moment when it comes to uh, jumping into the water. And even someone as experienced as myself with uh, snorkelling and scuba diving and all that sort of thing, um, a bit of a confession to make here uh, at a mate's bucks party up in Yarrawonga, one time we'd all had a few and then decided to be a it was a beautiful warm day and thought wow we might as well cool off and jump into the water off the jetty so we did and the thing that struck me is I'd spent far too long in you know uh, pools and in the ocean and what you got to remember is when you're in the salt water you've got all those dissolved ions and all those goodies in the water that make you fairly buoyant and if you're someone like me who's been running around in a wetsuit all that time you just tend to forget sometimes that if you do jump into fresh water you tend to be a hell of a lot less buoyant and I jumped into the water and had this sensation that I was just sinking and, and dropping like a rock. So I had to uh, really put in a bit of effort to, uh, to to clamber up onto one of the jetty pylons and hang onto it for dear life for a little bit there and then just, uh, you know, collect myself and, and, and make sure I knew what the hell I was doing. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, it's pretty amazing how you can sober up very quickly in a situation where you think your life might be in danger. So uh, one of those situations where it was a bit foolhardy and it's a, it's a hell of a lesson learned. Happily for me, it, it had, a, had a happy ending. But uh, so often for many people it doesn't. They get a cramp or something and they end up in real difficulties and they drop below the surface of the water and that's the last time anyone sees, uh, sees them alive. So please um, be very, very careful. As you know, um, I tend to start every broadcast with, um, with, a, with a rundown on the weather reports. Um, today being a particularly treacherous example of weather in, uh, in the fine city of Melbourne. Uh, so like I said, if you're out on Port Phillip or Western Port or enjoying the coast, please be uh, extra careful on a day like today. Anyway, that's about, uh, that's about all we've got time for today for out of the blue um stay tuned for sally uh for out of the pan coming up next and enjoy the rest of your sunday